are now listening to Regular Guys Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it must be Wednesday because Regular Guys Podcast is back again. As promised, every other week we will be here to uh, talk some sports. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Matty Ice, here to join Matty you. Ice. Uh, we got PJ. PJ, tell the people what is good, man, for you on this Wednesday. What's up, y'all? As you can see, I'm in Minnesota right now. I'm at uh, U.S. Bank. I'm close friends with uh, the Wilfs, Mark and Ziggy. They let me in the place. They gave me keys to the crib, told me to eat whatever I want, run around, put the AC, whatever temperature I like. So we're chilling out here in U.S. Bank. <laughs> uh, Jake, tell the people what's good, man. What's up, guys? Um, glad to have you guys back. It's Wednesday. Hopefully, we can get you through the rest of the week. Um, and I'm looking forward to the show. Wednesday. Yeah, we we Wednesday. have a really good show planned for you guys today. Uh, as always, we're going to start with the injury front. Uh, week 7 is just wrapping up uh, as the Saints and Seahawks play. Uh, just to start off, I need to shoot some... out there, man. This game, this game's going slow. The it's Saints not, game, bro, three seven. It's Gino. I hate it. No, it's okay. It's good. We need yeah. this. You good, bro? You tried. It's yeah. disgusting. For those of you who don't know, uh, PJ's about to lose hey, to the worst team. Wait a minute. So, uh, wait to the worst. This guy wait drafted wait the best team in 2012. Is this back to back L's? Oh man. No, nope. he won last week. He won beat last me. Week? What? Oh, I beat Jake. That was back to back. Yeah, no. He beat me, back. and oh, then he loses to the worst team. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and then yeah, I was supposed to get clapped this news. week. <laughs> yeah, to be, you were. To be fair, he, it's Jake's fault. He told me to bench Johnson if I played Johnson. Man, I so Jake's giving people all types of else. It was his fault. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. Lose. I'm just trying to get doves. <laughs> <laughs> Injury front news, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Nick Chubb will return to the field this week, expected to play. Uh, in other news as well, uh, Pat, uh, Patriots cornerback Jonathan Jones is out for the season after undergoing shoulder surgery. Uh, J- Zach Wilson is out for two to four weeks after he sprained his PCL. Uh, has been confirmed that DJ Chart will miss the remainder of the season after fracturing his ankle. Um, another news, Miles Sanders and Josh Jacobs, uh, both left the game. Um, Jacobs with the chest injury, Sanders with an injured ankle. Uh, Sanders ha- has been labeled as week to week. So we will see how that plays out. Uh, Jacobs and the Raiders are on by. So hopefully that will give them a uh, much needed rest. Obviously PJ's hoping so. Um, but PJ, Hey, hit me up. I got Drake, bro. Um, I'm losing, I'm losing running backs every single week, every single week this year, I've lost a running back. He Maybe makes a trade him. and then the, that running back just dies. And, <laughs> they die. Yeah. It's, it's sad. He makes a trade sending out a running back. The running back does good. <laughs> Henderson, Henderson says hello, by the way. Um, but Hey, that is our injury front news for you guys on this lovely Wednesday morning. Wait a minute, As I think always, we forgot about Devonte Adams here, but with COVID. Oh yes. Devonte Adams, uh, We'll miss this week's game uh, due to COVID. Um, Joe Barry, no, not Joe Barry. That was on the show a couple episodes ago, uh, has tested positive. And because of that, um, the team has decided to do virtual, go back to virtual for this week. They are on a short week playing the Cardinals. 
uh, this Thursday night. Uh, they will be without Devontae Adams, so we will see how that uh, fares for them this week against the Cards. Um, but now, it's time to get a little spicy, gentlemen. Overreaction Monday. PJ, what you got for us? Yeah, we're going to talk about it a little bit, but um, I think Patty Mahomes is um, – teams are figuring him out. He looks mortal. It it might be time to say Patty Mahomes is not the best QB that came out of that draft. Um, Josh Allen's looking spectacular. You know, we know he struggled a little bit for a few years uh, initially, but he's over that. He looks to be putting together a stellar career. It's it's only a few games. That's why it's an overreaction. He could easily bounce back to MVP status, Mahomes, but uh, he, he looks like he's getting figured out. And since since becoming the starter in 2018, this is the first time that the Chiefs have ever scored fewer than 10 points in a game in his entire era. Uh, the points are trending down all year. His stats are trending down. They've never had more than 18 turnovers in the season. They have 17 already through seven games. So there's definitely something going on. Uh, I think it starts with Mahomes. It could be because he had that new baby. My guy's not sleeping. You know, get some rest, man. Get a get a babysitter. Get some sleep for a week. Come back next week. See how see how it goes out. But that's my take. Yeah. Uh, pretty good overreaction. Um, I'm there with you. It's definitely, like you said, he could definitely bounce back as soon as next week, but we'll see. Um, but as the week's going, it doesn't look uh, seem to look good at all. Um, Jake, hit us with your overreaction Monday take. The Bengals will own the, the AFC North for the next 15 years. And I say own. Like, absolutely own. I don't think Burrow's going to be the next best quarterback in that division. And he's going to make sure the Bengals are always competitive and always going always gonna to get a bye week in the playoffs. So a reaction for a reason, PJ. Do you – That is crazy. Do you know the Steelers? Yeah. Who, who's yes. Who's going to be quarterback after Big Ben? Yes, the Steelers are trash now. However – do you know the Steelers as a franchise? When have the Steelers ever been bad for long? They've gone through lows for sure. The Steelers never field a bad team for longer than a season or two. Fifteen years is a long time. Steelers we said that about the down. Patriots too. And look Steelers at that. Not gonna be, Steelers not going to be trash for fifteen years. I also don't trust. Um, what's what's the coach of uh, Zach Taylor? I don't trust him. That dude's like thirty-one years old. It looks like he he still eats gogurt every morning. I don't. I'm like I'm not. I mean, you I'm don't have to trust the head anything. coach. It's Joe Burrow who's yes, you do. throwing the ball. If you're talking about a dynasty, name me one dynasty without a good head coach. I mean, I can name you oh, one, but that's gonna be oh, a real cold take. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Belichick. I, I, I mean, it was Brady. It was all Brady. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Is there oh, is there a way okay. we can kick this guy out of here? Uh, is that possible? Brady. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. all Brady. Well, yeah, guys, as you see, uh, Jake's uh, drinking a little bit too much of the overreaction I Monday. I don't know what this guy's talking about. I mean, it's a good, um, isn't it's it good overreaction for a reason? It's a good – no, it's a good take. I, I personally had no problem with it. Then you lost me when you said it was all Brady. Um, my overreaction Monday – 
strap in, gentlemen. Cooper Cup is the best receiver ever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ever. All right. Now you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Cooper Cup is the best receiver. Jerry Rice, if you're listening, look. He's definitely better than Moss. Cooper Cup. Oh, I like that take right there too. Uh, Cooper Cup. Just let's just look. It's just ridiculous. Okay. Tell you if I jump from these rafters up here, man. (laughs) Double digit targets every single week. It's it's he's had what four games so far of over a hundred. Almost came should be seven. Came close uh, twice. His worst game was sixty four yards off of five catches. With 13 targets. And that was still a good game for most receivers. So, yes, you heard it here first. Cooper Cup. Uh, you know what? Why not? Send me a jersey, bro. Um, best receiver ever. Randy Moss ain't got nothing on you, sir. But, hey, you guys let us know what your overreaction uh, segments are, your take uh, takes are on this week seven. Um, let us know down in the comments uh, what you think. I'll just say that's a trash take for two reasons. If Moss had a number of <laughs> targets that Cup had, Moss would go for, for three bills and eight touchdowns. Get out of here. Bro, he's not the best ever. So who had the worst take then, PJ? Oh, definitely Matt. Okay. <laughs> best ever? Get out. <laughs> and that's why it's overreaction Monday, people. But, hey. But it's Wednesday, seven. my guy. It's Wednesday. Overreaction Wednesday. We're recording on a Monday. Wild the people need Wednesday. to know what we. Uh, there we go. We like that. We'll change the uh, segment up for you guys in the next episode. Uh, going into week seven recap on what happened this week. Again, PJ talked about it in his overreaction. Uh, the Chiefs absolutely get worked uh, Sunday against the Titans. The score honestly should have been a lot worse than it really was. I kind of felt like the um, Titans stepped off the gas just a little bit, winning 27 to 3. Yes, you heard it here. You were not dreaming, Chiefs fans. You only put up three points. Jake, I feel like we ask this question every week. What's going <laughs> on with the Chiefs, man? Mahomes. Mahomes in the defense. It's that's simply all it is. Um, I don't really want to say it's coaching, but at the same time, if you're not helping your quarterback adjust at all, you got to have you got to put some blame on Andy Reid. Um, play calling goes through him. And if your receivers aren't getting open, why are you not creating stuff for your playmaker and Tyree kill? You know, he can do so much. Why not try to force feed him the ball? If something's not working, why do you keep going back to it? And you're not adding the protection to Mahomes. You guys spend I don't know how much in the offseason for that offensive line, and yet they can't protect Mahomes. So why wouldn't you try to figure out some blocking packages, something to fig- just to give him at two more seconds if Mahomes gets, he could either create something with his feet or he can dump it off to somebody. But they're not creating anything for Mahomes. So he ends up getting hit because he got obliterated by Tennessee. They absolutely killed this man. Um, they took their foot off the gas offensively, but not defensively. Like, I swear they were going for the kill. Like, that's how bad it was. Um, so, I it go. you want to say Mahomes and defense, but I think some of it's going to go on the coaching, too, because they're not really being creative right now. Yeah, so I, I 
I I put Mahomes in my earlier segment so I could trash him a little bit because during this segment I really want to talk about the coaching. I do I do think like Jake said, all of it is on the coaching, and, and I feel like this is kind of typical for Andy Reid. Like when he got to Philly, he was great. He, you know, he really turned the ship around. Um, Philly was makes the Super Bowl perennial contender Super Bowl, yeah. and then what happened after that? Right after there. Goes down One or two Super Bowl runs. People started figuring him out. McNabb, who you know looked like an MVP for a while, started looking like a regular guy again. It 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 seems like we're following almost the same trajectory that Andy Reid is. It is kind of an offensive mastermind, but he's also an old head, so he gets stuck in his ways. And I think people figure him out. Uh, I think Jake hit it on the head too about the O line, four sacks. Um, on Mahomes, two forced fumbles, of course, the picks. You know, we've had a battle line for a while. That kind of falls on the coach eventually to to sort that out, you know. So I think um, Mahomes has a lot to do with it, but I would definitely say a lot of it also falls on Andy Reid just being Andy Reid again and going back to his old ways. Yeah, it's... You know, and I didn't really think of it like that um, until you mentioned that, but it that might be Andy Reid's tell sign that, hey, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll go to another team and I'll start us off good. We'll have our little small window of two years of great um, excellence, making it to a Super Bowl. Might win you one. After that, I'm pretty much done. I'm off to the This reminds team. me of it's a completely different sport with basketball, but Mark Jackson with the Warriors. He yeah. built those boys up, and then they just couldn't. There something was wrong. Something wasn't clicking. They were always contenders. They were always doing great. So you just switch up the coaching. That's all you do. And then look what happened with Golden State after that. They built something that lasted more than one season, two seasons. So it's probably like PJ said, probably time after the season, especially if they don't make the playoffs. I would. I would you be surprised if they moved on from Andy Reid? I think I'd be a little uh, surprised after one season. Yeah. yeah. Um But for it, missing it, the playoffs? Missing I the playoffs would. would be would be very egregious. You know, they're such a talented team, it would be a huge shock for them to miss the playoffs. I still think they make it as a wild card team. Um if they do miss, I still think you give Andy one more season. You yeah, know, and if at least one and more. if yeah, and if you're not up to snuff after that season, I for sure see Andy gone then. And just to add uh, one last thought, like I'd be perfectly okay with the firing. Let's say if the the Chiefs just never win another game the rest of the season, for sure. But if they're kind of hit and miss, and you know the 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 most they win is eight games, I I keep them for one more year. But the seat is definitely beyond hot, um, and I think you give them one more little crack at it to see uh, what they could do, but. It, so if me, you keep – sorry, Matt, go finish. No, I was just going to say it It really had to take for them to, to win, like, no more games or maybe four to five games for me to say, you know what, yeah, Andy's got to go. So then what – so let's say, okay, they missed the playoffs, but out of just respect and wanting to see if it was just a bad season, you keep Reed. But what if you give all the offensive play calling to the enemy? Oh, because isn't yeah. Reed the one that's calling all the offensive plays? So, so yeah, I meant to, to touch on that too. 
Um, I 100% agree with that. The enemy should be. He's. That's also if the enemy's still there next year. You know, yeah. um, a lot of people last year were looking at him as head coach. He was in Minnesota actually as a running backs coach. If Zim falls apart as he's doing, I could easily see him going back to Minnesota because he's familiar with it. He knows it as the as the head coach. If the enemy's decides to stick in, it stick around in Kansas City, I think it would be to to take over offensive duties from Andy Reid for sure. And, and I think that would be good. I think that would inject youth and and uh, you know a different persona on the team. Yeah, but I will say that somebody that needs to go, the defense coordinator, the defensive scheme, it just got to go. You got to, I don't care what you got to do. You just got to find some some new guys, something. They need uh, to pry Todd Bowles away from tank. the Bucks. Something. Maybe this is a good year you tank. This upcoming class is pretty good as far as uh, corners go. Uh, LSU's got a really good one um, coming up, so. We'll see, but uh, let's move on to something else. Um, as Jake mentioned in his overreaction, the Bengals march into Baltimore and take control of the division, uh, absolutely beating and just stunning the Ravens. Um, PJ, what were your thoughts after the Bengals took care of business in Baltimore? Yeah, there were there were a few surprises for me. Um one Jamar Chase, of course. Um the 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 Ravens aren't you know, they're not the the, the best defensive team, but they're certainly a top ten defensive team. They've got great cornerbacks and um Marlon Humphreys and uh Averett Averett, Averett whatever however say his name, send me a jersey, tell me how to pronounce it. Um Great, great young corners, and they're getting chewed up by Jamar Chase, who couldn't catch a football six weeks ago. I don't like, you know, what I mean, like, like if if you if you told me beginning of the season, you know, Marlon Humphreys, uh, Averett versus Jamar Chase, I give that to the Ravens' backfield, defensive backfield, ten out of ten times. But uh, somehow, you know, I guess I will give Zach Taylor that credit. Whatever they're dialing up plays to get the ball into the playmaker's hand is working it's working um so i'll give the bengals that 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 credit i think they're playing way above where they should be i don't think they're that good of a team frankly and i think they're playing way better than they like they're surprising um my other surprise too was was just how great they did at at containing lamar jackson you know i think you know they they took it it seems like a Bemba don't break approach to him, you know, like he, he kind of had his way, but not really, you know, like they gave him just enough, but they also yeah. stiffened up when it needed to be, you know, he, he still had 88 yards on the ground at, at seven and a half a pop, which isn't great, but they kept him out of the end zone. You know, he, he, he had two, two fifty passing, but only one touchdown, you know, so they stiffened up when it needed to be. They didn't allow a lot of uh, sevens, you know, they didn't allow a lot of scores. Um, and it was just an impressive defensive performance from, from a defense that at the beginning of the year, you wouldn't have expected that from. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was extremely shocked. I thought it would be a close game that would favor, uh, the Ravens coming out on top. Um, but yeah, if you would have told me, 
not even six weeks ago, just last week, Jamar Chase would run crazy on the Baltimore secondary. I wouldn't have believed it because I would have thought at some point, okay, Marlon Humphrey's got to shadow this guy. He's some double team something. And some could say overreaction Wednesday could have been saying that Jamar Chase is the best Bengals receiver ever to hit the grass, but I'm a big fan of Ocho Cinco, so I can't say that. But the man has definitely turned heads. It went from I can't catch NFL football to all I do is catch NFL footballs and having a a spectacular season. Uh, But Jake, show us, uh, let us know your thoughts on this uh, statement win uh, from the Bengals. So at what point do we have to start giving respect to the Bengals? Because I'm with PJ at one point. At the beginning of the season, I was, okay, the Bengals are just playing way better than what they should be playing. But when it keeps happening every week and you keep seeing surprises, even a game that looked like, oh, man, they might lose this game against Jacksonville, Joe Burrow showed up, he made some plays at the end, and they won the game. A game that they're supposed to win, he won. Those they'll still count because you, you could have said the Ravens were supposed to win this game, and they didn't. The Chargers were supposed to win last week. They didn't. So when you can win the games that you're supposed to, does that narrative of the team is just playing better than what they're supposed to, does that finally start changing to, okay, maybe they're just better than what we thought at the beginning and we have to start respecting them? Because that's how I feel with them. I'll say this. Um, I definitely agree. I feel like this win was my stamp of, okay, you got my attention. The big question mark for me was two things. Offensive line, because we all know last year, Burrow was was dying, running for his life, but also to the defense. Now, I'm not saying the defense is elite, but it is at least good enough to get you some good key stops. Um, You know, they got some good guys. They they sacked uh, Lamar five times yesterday. and if you look at the sack numbers for Burrow, one time. One and it's time not for... just Jamar Chase, because Higgins yeah. had about what fifteen targets. Boyd is a real is a you know savvy veteran. He can do. He has great route running. He can get you what you need. So you have three receivers that can really break down any matchup. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's dangerous. Definitely favoring them. Um, Especially this week, they play the Jets, who just uh, they see. Up, and this uh, is a game that you're expecting the Bengals to win, so they have to win. You yeah. can't, even though it's the Jets. If you lose this game, the whole narrative of what PJ was talking about comes back. Where yeah. okay, you're just you're not that you're you're not that guy. Basically, you were supposed to win and you didn't. So these are the games that you have to still win. Yeah, for sure. PJ, any uh, closing words on the? No, nope. uh, CJ Uzoma, he's 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 getting some looks too. Um, in addition yeah. to the three speedy wideouts that you got, their offense looks great. Uh, I, you know, could you imagine if they had like a, you know, a Najee Harris CMC on their team? Jeez. I think that team is yeah, that team is unbeatable. You know, Joe Mixon's all right. You know, he's he's passable. But if they had a, a I think P Ryan should over. be getting more attention. Yeah, and he got. He got 11 carries, almost as much as as Mixon. So maybe they're realizing that as well. Yeah. 
Or take Dearness Johnson away from Cleveland, put him on the Bengals. Yeah, PJ would. I'm fine with that, but you almost never trade to a division rival, especially in season. Yeah. So that's not going to happen. But hey, where there is good, we also got to go back to the bad. Justin Fields, Justin Fields, turnover machine. Uh, the Bears went into Tampa expecting to pull an upset amongst upsets and got completely wrecked. Lost to the Bucks, 38-3. to uh, Turnover, Justin had three interceptions, uh, three fumbles. Two, two fumbles. It seemed like it was three. It seemed, yeah, he did fumble three times, but he lost two of them. Okay. And uh, I don't even know where to start here. Jake, what are your thoughts on Mr. Turnover Fields? Okay. So before this morning, I was thinking, okay, maybe Fields, maybe it's just another quarterback that everyone had hype for. It's not going to work out. He'll be a one of those 12-year veteran guys, he ends up being a great ESPN analyst. That's what I was thinking. But I watched Dan Orlovsky, and I really like his takes lately. He says out of the five turnovers that he had, only two you can really blame him for. The rest falls on coaching. And I would say the reason is because they had a left tackle that's like the fifth string trying to block those pass rushers. And it was just like a revolving door. So you're not giving him any protection because it was one-on-one. It's not like they had a double teaming on that side because it was the weaker side. That was just open season for the court, for the defense on, on um, fields. So on that point, I kind of get that. And then there was another on the first pick where he was scrambling. Apparently, the reports are that Fields in his head was saying, this is a broken play. They have 12 men on the field. So it, for a quarterback, when they hear that, you just throw deep because you have an, an open play. That wasn't the case at all. It ended up being picked, and that's a turnover. So that falls on coaching, too. So in that aspect, if you're going to – if, you know, he's the quarterback analyst, whatever. So if you're going to blame that, that makes sense to you. You're only going to take two turnovers out of the five. You're going to blame on him. That's not really bad against that Buccaneers defense. I don't like Matt, Matt Nagy for him. I don't think it's working. Um, I don't think he's setting him up for failure, but I don't think he knows how to handle it or how to coach this type of quarterback. So it's kind of, it's kind of too early to yeah, tell for me. Yeah, I'm... I'm really not a fan of Matt Nagy or the GM, to be honest with you. Uh, I mentioned earlier um, in our chat that it's time for a rebuild. Um, the The guys you have remaining that are worth something, are worth some trade value, I feel like you had to start feeling, fielding calls. Maybe not now, trade deadlines in about uh, you know a week or so. Um, off season, definitely uh, stack up on the picks, build your offensive line. You got to GM's got to go to um, those two just have not been that great. But the most concerning part is, OK, so we have the struggles of the offense. But PJ, I mean, defense has got Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith, Trevathan, Eddie Jackson. They should have been able to put up somewhat of a fight, don't you think? 
Defense is lost. Um, I watched a, 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 there, there's some highlights of um, Leonard Fournette running just absolutely through the teeth of their defense, um, you know, which, which they're usually stout up the middle, man. Um, and man, I can't remember, I can't remember this dude's name. Um, one of their cornerbacks, Johnson, I think. Oh, Jalen Johnson was actually an incredible cornerback. Um, he he's his back is to the play. It's a run play, and his back is to the play the entire time. Like just doesn't even know where the ball is. You know, like if 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 your studs, it seems like aren't even like they're either they're either not giving their all or they don't or they're not trying. Uh, I, I you know I think you're losing the team. Mac is old. You know Khalil Mac is. He's done. He's washed. Semi jersey though, but um, yeah, I, I I do agree with both of you actually. I I'm not quick to put the blame on Justin Fields yet, um, because of what you all said. Um, Matt Nagy's a trash coach. Sorry, Matt Nagy, if you're listening, don't send me anything. Um, that, you take a not, not that he's a bad coach. <laughs> uh, you know, I shouldn't say that, right? This is a human he's being. He's just not good calling the yeah. shots. This is a human being with a job to do, right? Yeah. You pay a lot of money for it. You can't do it well. Find something else to do. Um, invest in Bitcoin. I don't know. Uh, he's he's not that guy, right? Um, and the Bucks' defense is no slouch, right? Like they beat up veteran, established quarterbacks. You know, they they handed it to uh, to Dak at the beginning of the year. Look what they did to Patty Mahomes in the Super Bowl last year. Absolutely dismantled the man. Right, so of course, you know, you kind of expect them to beat up a rookie quarterback with his what third, fourth starter, you know, of his career. It's a little bit expected, but like Jake said, the coaching is not helping him. It's not putting him in positions to succeed. It's setting it's setting him up to fail. It's setting him up to do worse than he should be doing. That being said, Minnesota wanted him. I'm kind of glad that they don't have him because I don't like what I'm seeing out of him. A lot of it is the coaching. You know, but he he's he's got a lot of indecision, deer in the headlights look. Um, could be he doesn't trust the coaching staff. Could be he doesn't trust his defense to get the ball back for him because they're not. But as a Vikings fan, I love to see it. You know, keep keep Matt Nagy, keep Justin Fields. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, get some easy sure. dubs. For sure, for sure. Yeah, we'll see. Um, it it really wouldn't shock me if uh, Matt Nagy's gone. Well, before Black uh, Monday, to be honest with you. Um, but I think this does show it was not Trubisky's fault. And oh, I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if once this deal is done with Buffalo, if Mitch is on a team competing for a starting job. Because he deserves he deserves another chance. Especially seeing what ha- what's going on in Chicago now. Hopefully NFL yeah. teams are looking. Like maybe Pittsburgh. Hey, if you're t- looking for a stopgap quarterback or somebody to revive their career, that's a great guy to have. Especially with Harris yeah. behind him. Yeah, for sure. We'll continue to monitor it. But hey, uh, going into my favorite uh, section of the show, fantasy talk, gentlemen. Let's get into our fantasy winners uh, for this week. Hey, it doesn't have to be somebody on your team. Uh, it could obviously be somebody you uh, marvel from afar as you watch the game or that you saw that this this guy put up. Uh, I'm gonna go first. This guy, however, was on my team. Uh, DeAndre Swift. Now, for you Swift owners out there, it was against the Rams. You thought, hey, if you could crack 10, 
I'd be extremely happy with that. But man, did uh, Mr. DeAndre Swift do more than just crack 10. Uh, took his first catch of the game to the house. Uh, finished with uh, his rushing yards, 13 attempts for 48 rushing yards. But where he really did damage against the Rams was uh, in the passing game. Um, 11 targets, 8 receptions, 96 yards, and 1 tutty. So, DeAndre Swift, although you didn't win the game, you won the game for me, man, and I appreciate you for that. Jake, hit us with your fantasy winner. So, I wanted to do two. Um, I picked one on my team, obviously, which is Mike Evans. Um, Three touchdown performance. Definitely helped me in a week that I needed him. Uh, but I know a lot of player, a lot of people had him, depended on him. He's going to be one of those top performers again. But it's a guy that we mentioned earlier no, in the show. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I was going to say, don't uh, yeah, don't take my pick. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no. It's a guy <laughs> we mentioned earlier in the show, um, Jamar Chase. Just to see what he was doing. Like I'm watching, like I'm paying attention to our my matchup for the week, and I always look at the other matchups, and I just keep seeing Jamar's Chase numbers go up. And then at one point, I'm like, "All right, the defense is gonna clamp up. He's probably not gonna score anymore." Then this dude gets a 70 yarder touchdown, and he just houses it. I'm like, "Okay, he's not done," and it just keeps going and going. And it was it was just fun to watch, especially watching the highlights. Yeah, for sure, PJ. Your winner this week? Yeah. Um... <laughs> so I was going to pick Jamar Chase, uh, but he boomed me, so I can't pick him. Kasiki um, is is a solid option because he's been super stout for me, especially after Axel, who talks nonstop, doesn't know what he's talking about, told me he was whack. He's been balling out. Um, but I'm actually picking the guy thrown to Kaziki. Oh, yeah, Tua. Tua dropped Tua dropped forty two points this week. Um, you know, of course, he missed a few weeks. He was number twenty eight QB coming into this week. He was a free agent in our league, right? Nobody, yeah. nobody uh, saw him deserving of a roster spot. A you know, even a bench spot. He filled in because of bye weeks. Uh, and look at him. You know, he's balling. He he didn't even go back to last week. Um, the game in London. You know, he put up. He put up good numbers too, but four TDs this week, four carries, thirty yards. He 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 might be a viable uh, stopgap filling quarterback. And I'm not a Tua fan, you know. I I like the kid. I hope he does well, but I never liked him. I'm actually t- turning my opinion around and changing my mind a little bit. Tua Tua's a winner this week. Yeah, man. And when there are where there are uh, winners, there are duds. I have a feeling me and PJ are going to have the same one. This guy is not on my fantasy team. Mike is Davis. he on my team? Oh, come on. Mike Davis. Mike Davis. <laughs> uh, you weren't even on my team, bro, and I felt bad for all Mike Davis owners. Um, I don't know what happened. It's just it's such a juicy matchup, hide. too. It was yeah, such a good a matchup. matchup where the Dolphins have such been a good letting matchup. running backs just run on them. You expected, hey, at least give me 10. I mean, that's his floor right now. Sucker didn't even get you two, did he? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's um, he got 10 uh, yards, I'm, and that's it. Yeah. I'm looking I'm looking at how how quickly I can drop him. I'm going to drop him right now, actually. 
to be totally honest with you. He's he's um he's been a huge disappointment all year for sure. He had a great season last year. Of course, you didn't think he'd be phenomenal. He's going to a worse team, arguably, in the Falcons. But you thought, hey, RB2, flex numbers, like Matt said, 10 points, least, right? You get, you get 50, 60 yards on the ground. You get, you know, two catches for 30 yards. That's 10 points. That's an easy 10. He had touchdown every now and then. Boom, this guy's at 15, 16 every now and then. 10 to 15 points seems reasonable for Mike Davis. He's He's terrible. I mean, he's gotten you uh, double digits every week. This is the first week he got one. No, he's not got me double digits every week. He's gotten me around ten or eleven most weeks. I mean, uh, look, look at it. Look at the he's numbers. Also, he's also matched it up with zeros. Uh, no, uh, one, eight, sevens. He's oh yeah. I hate him. <laughs> I hate him, and I'm gonna drop him. Literally right, 10, 12, 13, 10. 11, 10, and 12. This is one bad game. He's literally I'm, doing what you asked him to do. I'm, I'm dropping him. I'm dropping him. Okay, now like I wouldn't drop him. He's a dog. I already for dropped him. Week. He's no, gone. He's I didn't dropped. get an alert. He's dropped. You can't drop a player that's in your. He's cut. I think He's you cut. can, but it just. This guy. Uh, Jake, your fantasy dud for this week. I think it's a guy that's been a dud all season, um, and I don't know why he continues to be played in our league, but he is. He probably shouldn't even be rostered in many fantasy Robinson? leagues. Yes, Allen Robinson. Um, yeah. uh, Bears, please just release the man. He doesn't want to play for you, and it's either showing or he's done. So either way, yeah. if you can't trade him, done. Release. I don't think he's done either. I think he's done yeah, with them. I, yeah, I think, yeah, uh, agreed. So release the man. Let him be free. Get out of it. If you can't trade him next week, release him. There's no point in keeping him there. Let Mooney get a lot more targets, get some more younger guys out there. But I don't blame it on Robinson, but he's definitely not helping anyone in fantasy this year. And it showed again this yeah. week. Yeah, for sure. But uh, moving into our waiver wire pickups, uh, just some guys that uh, if you're trying to uh, add some depth to your lineup or maybe uh, get somebody because uh, somebody on your team got hurt, check out these waiver wire pickups. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, obviously with the news of uh, Sanders getting hurt, being week to week with the ankle, uh, he is... Uh, him and uh, Boston Scott I favored Gainwell just a little bit more. Um, if you haven't already, uh, look into Rashad Bateman, uh, Darius Slayton of the Giants, Russell Gage, uh, Brandon Bold, uh, Bolden, uh, Khalif Raymond of the Lions. Uh, played really well against the Rams. Um, Daniel Jones, hey, uh, if you need a filler at quarterback, Lamar is going to be on a bye week this week, take a shot. They're playing the Chiefs. We all know that defense ain't stopping nobody. And uh, lastly, Cincinnati Bengals against the Jets this week. Uh, so those are some of the waiver wire uh, pickups that we like. You guys got anything to add to that? Yeah, uh, I'm surprised to see Kenyon Drake is still available. Only rostered in 64% of leagues. Uh, he's definitely a grab with Josh Jacobs going down. Um, I got another one. But I don't really want to tell you guys because since I lost this week, I'm trying to snatch him up quick. I mean, I'm um, not gonna get it. I'm not gonna get a bro, chance to I'm get him. I'm about to have the number nine waiver pickup. Uh, it's, it's really. I think I'm gonna matter. snatch. 
and stash CJ Uzoma from the Bengals, the tight end. Uh, he's tight end 11 this year. Tight end is not a good position, and he's a, he's barely outside top 10. He might be in the top 10 after this performance this week, 91 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, he could be he could be tight end 10 on the year. Um, good good trade bait, you know, or, or you know, solid bi-week fill-in too. I think I'm going to snatch For him sure. up and snatch him. Um, I like yeah. Mo Ali Cox no, too. I know he's not the number one tight end for the Colts on the depth chart, but he's getting a touchdown almost every game. It seems like it's a great filler for um, either depth or bye week tight end. He seems like once when it's in the red zone, that's the number one guy, him and Pittman. So if you need someone on tight end, like PJ said, it's very very bad out there. If you don't have like a top seven eight tight end. It's very bad. So if you yeah, need someone, sure. grab. I like Mo. I like CJ. Like T, uh, PJ said. So I like those two guys. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Mo. Um, I just. I don't know why he doesn't get fed in. more though. Yeah. Because he's a Same. big body in the I middle. I don't understand either. But hey. Yeah, he uh, he played uh, basketball at VCU, but. Uh, it is time, ladies and gentlemen. Fantasy starts and sits for week eight. PJ, what you got for us at the quarterback position? I think PJ's gone. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, there was a there was a rat running around US Bank Stadium. I had to go tend gotcha. to it real quick. Yeah, man, you got to make sure the stadium's good for that Cowboys gotta, uh, Sunday nighter. Yeah, man. It's Sunday night. You know, we got Al Michaels commentating, so we got to make sure. Trash team, trash nice stadium. <laughs> <laughs> nah, this is this is easily one of the nicest stadiums in the league right now. Uh, SoFi. The big huge. The, say that again? SoFi is better. Oh. Oh, well, yeah. It's, it's brand so far, it, new. It's new, yeah. It's when you when you roll this, the stadium's already four seasons old or whatever. I said yeah, it's yeah. one of the best. I didn't say it's the best. No, I'm gonna say so. So far, you was banking the top say, four stadium in the league. Yeah, I'd say late, uh, Las Vegas Raiders is uh, second again, obviously because it's new. I'd say uh, U.S. Bank's uh, number three. Yeah, I give them three spot. They got rats, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm eating in here. Hey, uh, my my start for the week, it's a little bit obvious, um, but you got to do it. Josh Allen, he's, play, he's playing the Dolphins. Dolphins have one of the worst defenses, you know, in the league right now. Josh Allen's going to eat. I, I, I will say, you know, take a little bit of caution with that only because, you know, if, if the Bills are up 36-none, you know, a halftime, third quarter or something, you know, you could see them benching him. Uh, I do see the Dolphins fighting, though. Uh, I don't think it's going to be close, but I don't see it being 36 nothing. Um, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go Josh Allen. I'm also going to go, since I'm in U.S. Bank, with that boy, Kirk, I think this is going to be a shootout game. Um, the Vikings don't do well. Uh, Primetime games, yes, sure, we hear that narrative, but they also do really, really well in games after bye weeks. I think this is going to be a shootout. Vikings defense can't stop nobody. Cowboys defense, uh, they're Diggs. big. They give up big plays. Diggs they're, is about to have five picks. Watch. 
Oh, sure. No. No. <laughs> because Kirk... Kirk isn't a turnover machine. He's boring, but he makes safe decisions. He's not a turnover machine. Um, Diggs, Diggs is aggressive, so he could get a pick, but he also lets up plays, you know? 100%. And if you let, you know, if you let Jefferson get behind you, it's over. I could, mm-hmm. I could see a shootout here. I'm starting Kirk with confidence, especially because this is the last game of Kirktober. It's proven that the month of October is when Kirk Cousins performs his best. His last start in Kirktober, the last day of, of Kirktober, put Kirk Cousins in there with confidence. So Shaquille Amon start the rest of the season then? No. <laughs> because then we get to Kirk Vember, baby. Okay, so just okay, Kirk Vember. Okay, this guy. <laughs> uh, Jake, hit us with your running back starts for Week Eight, man. Um, so you have your obvious picks, obviously. Um, anyone basically in the top twelve, you're starting. Um, but one guy that I do want to bring up is Chuba Hubbard. I know he didn't have a great week against the Giants. I get that. That whole that whole Panthers team did not have a great game against the Giants. Hubbard should have eight big time in this game, but they're going to get to Atlanta. I really like this um, for Hubbard and for the Panthers just as a comeback win. I think Darnold has a nice comeback game also. Um, so I like that matchup. And then either Buffalo and either of the Buffalo running backs, Singletary or um, what's the other guy's name? I lost it. Um, Moss. Moss. There it is. Either of those running backs against Miami. Uh, we saw what Cordell Patterson did against Miami. Um, I like that two-headed monster that they have. They share the carries. So I like those two going in. And Hubbard. Some uh, starts for a receiver uh, that I got this week. Um, I didn't want to go with the obvious. So I'm going to start Michael Pittman against the Titans. Now, look, you're probably saying, Matt, what are you talking about? The Titans shut down the Chiefs. They beat the Bills. They're still – the defense is still pretty bad. Uh, The secondary, we'll say, is still pretty bad. Uh, Ranked one of the the worst. Not the worst, but definitely top five worst in the league. Uh, Michael Pittman uh, had a spectacular game last night. Dunked on the guy. Lost him. to score a touchdown has actually put together quite a, a nice uh, season for himself. Uh, so definitely a start there. Um, and then I'm going to go Corden Sutton against uh, Washington football team. Yes, Jerry Judy is back, but I don't think that's going to matter. Washington is also bad, which is also a shocker to say. Um, they're definitely uh, one of the worst in the league at letting up yards. Uh, just uh, acts the uh, Packers uh, this past week. Um, as far as tight ends go, PJ, what do you got for us in the start? Yeah, um, I'm staying. I'm staying right there with you, actually, in Denver. That's 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 my start of the week. Is no offense. Um, Washington's a very favorable matchup versus tight ends uh, in the middle, um, and I feel like with the way that they've been harassing their quarterback, uh, the the old line has been letting up pressure against whoever. Uh, um, What's this guy's name? U.S. Bank legend, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Drew Locke, whoever's starting, you know, they don't have much time. I think it's I think it's going to be um, kind of a quick strike offense, especially going against, you know, 
we know who the football team has. They've got great pass rushers, uh, Chase Young, Sweat. You know, they're going to be getting after these guys. I think it's going to be quick pass season. And I see, I see Fant, you know, it, it could be Judy to running a little, you know, digs, crosses and stuff, but it's going to, it's going to be a quick play game. Uh, Fant for sure. Um, and I got to give the other start to Gesicki. Um, Dolphins are still beat up. Uh, the only options that Tua has are Gesicki and Waddle, and they're both eating in any game that they've played so far. They're both eating because there's no one else. So, you know, he's getting almost double-digit targets each game, seven to nine targets a game. With that much volume, you're going to produce. So, Gesicki and Fant. Do you like Conklin going into this week? I don't. I don't. Because um, I see he's Conklin. playing Dallas, and that's a pretty good matchup, but you know them better. The only reason is Conklin, he hasn't he hasn't really stepped into that tight end one role on the team. Um, he looks like he doesn't want the ball, really. He, he's he's a great blocking tight end. Uh, he's also a good route runner. But, like, he's had a few drops this year in big situations. He looks really timid when he has the ball in his hands, almost like he's not used to having the spotlight. I think he's a fifth-round, sixth-round pick. He's not used to the spotlight on him. And I think he's, you know, especially on a Monday night, a Sunday night game, he might disappear again. Um, it's a good matchup. I don't know if I would start him. Some uh, starts for the defensive guys. Uh, this one, I'm, I can't really escape the obvious. Rams against the Texans. Um, if the rookie is still back there starting, the Ram, uh, Texans offensive line is just pure bad. It's... Aaron Donald will be back there as much as the rookie will be back there. Um, unless Tyrod plays, it, but it's still a start regardless of who's there. Uh, and obviously the Bengals uh, against the Jets. No Zach Wilson. Insert maybe Joe Flacco on a short week. Uh, he just got traded. We'll see how much uh, he can uh, pick up on the offensive knowledge. Obviously new scheme and whatnot there, so we'll see. Definitely worth the start if you haven't picked up the Bengals defense uh, yet. Um, Jake, hit us with some kickers. Uh, Tyler Bass, Matt Gay, Greg Belag, McManus, um, Jason Myers. So all of them. It's a kicker, my guy. Uh, just grab one, put them in, play them. I don't understand. I get it. Kickers have to be played, but if you guys are really in-depth on kickers, you need really yeah. need to check your fantasy lineup. So, yeah. <laughs> if you're banking on yeah. a kicker, um, you guys need to do some some watch some other episodes. We can try to help you create a better fantasy team. Wow. <laughs> as some, as someone as someone who rostered Koo last year, who was averaging 16 points a game, Koo was a Koo was a wide receiver too for me last year. I disagree <laughs> with what you're saying. Yeah, the, what top, about now? the top. The top. The top three three kickers each year will get you 15 points every week, guaranteed. If you can get one of the top three guys, it makes a big difference. I wouldn't say every week because uh, I have this one year of those has top sucked with kickers. <laughs> yeah, I have one of those top three guys. Um, he's had his ups and downs, but still pretty good. I mean, the most he scored for me was 16. So. Give or take, depending on the week, your top three kicker can be a good flex option for you. Um, but Butker's supposed to be one of the 15. best kickers, and he's only hit double digits twice. 
Yeah. So the we'll the see. team as a the team as a whole is struggling around Butker though. You know, it, it, if the team's not scoring or getting in the position to score, what's he gonna do? Get out there and catch passes? I mean, hey, somebody has to. You saw Danny Dimes. He was catching passes. <laughs> uh, PJ hit us with some uh, quarterback sits for this week. Oh, you mean tight end sits? No uh, quarterback, quarterback sits. Bro. We haven't done sits. Yeah, you did oh, uh, starts. You yeah. two quarterbacks, right. and then... all right. Well, uh, <laughs> go to someone yeah. else. I had tight end sits on on you, on you deck, up, bro. All right, uh, Jake, hit us with some running backs, man. Um, so running backs. So I have off some sits. I do not like um, any of the Atlanta running backs going this week against Carolina. Um, I and one player. He, obviously, you're not sitting him, but I would lower your expectations for Sir Dalvin Cook. I know they Dallas does not have the best D line. But I have a big feeling that Micah Parsons is going to have an assignment against Dalvin Cook. And Micah Parsons seems to be a different kind of animal um, coming out of that defense. So I, I think you just have to temper expectations. He's projected at 20 points. So I don't think you're going to see Dalvin Cook hitting 25-30. If he gets you 13-14-15, that's probably what you should expect. I get what you mean. I see what you mean. Uh, I'm just saying damper expectations. Don't think that, all right, I'm putting Dalvin yeah, Cook out saying, there. He's going to get me 30. Not sit the guy. Yeah, you're not sitting. Nobody it in just, right mind is, yeah, exa- 100%. Okay. Just to clarify for the people, nobody is telling you to do sit not. Dalvin Cook. If you have Dalvin yeah, Cook, Dalvin you that. need to start him at all yeah. costs. Sit Cookie. <laughs> Blame uh, it on Jake. <laughs> Blame it on Jake for the reason you lost. Hey, everybody in our chat's doing it. Uh, some sits for the receiver position. Brandon Cooks against the Rams. Again, I just don't think it's not that he can't do it. Ramsey's not shadowing anybody this year. He's bouncing all around uh, the field, even blitzing, uh, even playing some safety. Um, I just don't think you're going to have time to catch the ball. Um, maybe if Tyrod plays this week, he has that uh, uh, rollout factor. He can maybe get you some some uh, some quick, easy targets. But I don't like that matchup against the Rams. I'm also going to sit Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick owners, it was nice while it lasted. Jerry Judy is back. Uh, you got to assume him and uh, Cortland Sutton will be the one-two punch. Uh, Tim Patrick will take a little bit of a backseat. So I don't like him. And it's not that, it, I mean, I did say Cortland against Washington. It's just because Judy's back. The target share there with Tim Patrick will start to regress somewhat um, uh, as Judy gets back into rhythm. So, uh, PJ, you ready now? I'm ready. Uh, my sits for the week, quarterback. I'm sitting uh, Tannehill this week. He does have a juicy matchup. Colts defense has been a little bit uh, lackluster. Uh, Tannehill is QB 18 on the year. Uh which is respectable, but the guy's losing uh, red zone uh, opportunities to Henry running and now op- opportunities to Henry passing. Henry <laughs> might start a quarterback <laughs> over his head. Um, Tannehill has gone several games without throwing a touchdown pass. Two two games without throwing a touchdown pass and five games, uh, four games with t- throwing one touchdown pass. 
He's only got seven on the season. He's not scoring in droves. Um, tough, tough divisional matchup. I'm staying away from him. I'm also staying away from every single quarterback in the Seahawks-Jags game because that's going to be a nightmare. See, that, that game's going to be nine to six. That's going to be the most uh, hideous game <laughs> uh, ever. Um, I don't trust either of those teams. They're both bad. They're both terrible. Um, stay away from all of them. While you have the floor, give us your tight end sits for this week. Hey, back to me. Um, you know it. It's it's gonna be tough. I think. <laughs> um, saying what I'm gonna have to say. The Vikings are terrible. Um, at covering tight ends, usually, usually whatever tight end matchup, um, you have, start them. However. The Cowboys have two great tight ends, and they just go to whichever hand is hot. Uh, and the problem is the 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 Vikings adjust really well, so they're gonna they're gonna lock up one guy. I think you're gonna gamble this week if you start a Cowboys tight end. Which which one the Vikings go go to target? I think one's gonna go off Dalton Schultz or um, what's this guy's name? Jarwin, whatever Jarwin. Jarwin. Blake Jarwin. Um. Blake Jarwin and the other one's going to be a dud. Um, I'm leaning towards sitting si- sitting Jarwin this week. And my other sit, Juwan Johnson from the Saints. Um, he's up and down. He's very touchdown dependent. But coming up to next week, Michael Thomas should be back. So he's even going to lose targets uh, there to Michael Thomas. Um, his his few targets are going to shrink even more and more. I'm staying away from Juwan uh, Juwan Johnson and of course, it's a bad matchup against the Bucks. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the sits for this week, Packers defense against the Cardinals. Short week, traveling to Arizona. Um, and the fact that you have no Devontae Adams, I have a feeling your defense is going to be out there quite a bit. Um, yeah, the Alan Lazards and whatnot showed up, but Washington cannot defend the pass whatsoever. Um, and now that you have your best weapon sitting out, I just think it's going to be so many three and outs for the for the Packers this week. Uh, so uh, sit the Packers defense, uh, sit Patriots defense this week. Chargers are fresh, coming off a of bye week. Their last taste of football was being brought back down to earth against the Ravens. Um, I I'm not going to say they're going to explode and put up 40, but I do think the the week off to refresh uh, was good for them. Um and to come back and uh, show the world, hey, we're still pretty good. I don't think uh, the Patriots will be able to stop them. And obviously, too, you lost a corner, uh, Jonathan Jones, for the season. So that's my sits uh, for this week. Um, Jake, you got any kickers, man? Um, if they're on a bye week, sit your kicker. Um, <laughs> and then that's basically it. You mean I so... can't start Tucker? Bro, uh, I, mean, I can't start talking. I mean, about it's it, a bro. kicker. I mean, you might as well. That's all you got. Man, <laughs> kickers everywhere. Attack Jake. He doesn't think you're people. I just gotta go, and they'll they'll Justin fall or Tucker, something. Send me a jersey. But, so let me ask uh, you a question: Are you starting the Jags kicker this week? Sure. If you, <laughs> this guy's lying. If you had, if you had an option, if you had an option between the Jags kicker and the um. The Bills kicker playing the Dolphins. Which mm-hmm. which kicker are you picking? 
Whichever one I get my hands on. It, Obviously, you want see, Tyler Bass. He's okay? lying. No, he's lying. He knows Tyler he's Bass lying. Tyler Bass is kicker number three. Obviously, you're going to pick. Oh. You literally picked one of the top three kickers oh. and the worst oh. kicker. So it does make a difference then. So it does make a difference. Okay, yeah. One will get you eight and one will get, <laughs> get you nine. Out get out of here. Well, ladies and gentlemen, hey, let us know your starts and sits. Also, let us know, too. Did our uh, help from uh, the previous week help you guys in week six? Uh, hopefully so. If we did, hey, let us know. If it didn't, hey, still let us know. We'll uh, all be Jake and take the blame for this week. Blame it uh, on Jake. <laughs> hey, your boy's in pretty, though, this week. That's all I'm saying. Same. Sorry, uh, PJ. Uh, in other sports. <laughs> got clapped. <laughs> in other sports, hey, the NBA is back. And, man, the Red Hot Bulls are off to a good start. Lonzo, uh, DeRozan, Caruso, Zach Levine is absolutely loving it right now in the Windy City. He's got some help, man. Uh, they haven't lost a game yet. Uh, one uh, tonight as we record this podcast. And uh, obviously, it's a long season. But, hey, you know, we wanted to touch a little bit on the NBA. Uh, Jake, just a quick uh, synopsis on uh, your thoughts with the Bulls so far. Um, I I was a huge fan of um, Lonzo in the offseason. I was like, he's going to make the best decision for himself. I obviously wanted him in New York, but I knew wherever Lonzo went, he was going to be successful because he's – I don't think he was a problem or that he was a bad player. I just don't think he was in the right system. They weren't using him the right way. Um, so I really like what's going on there. And I will say the Bob brothers are owning the Eastern Conference as we speak. They are atop the Eastern Conference. So you never know if that's the Eastern Conference finals, my my guy. Ball brothers going at yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, again, it's it's still way too early. Super but, early, know, of course. Uh, but with the long season, you know, we want to give our thoughts on at least something to. Lamelo uh, did clap the Nets in, though. Informed, he did. He really did. Uh, but another news, Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, uh, the drama <laughs> continues, uh, as far as the owner says, Hey, this might continue on for four years. PJ, are you buying it? I, uh, I don't watch NBA until it gets to playoffs. Um, and even I know Ben Simmons is garbage. Uh, every, uh, uh, that's tough. That's tough. I don't want to call anyone garbage. They're yeah, human beings. They're human and... beings. Ben Simmons, <laughs> send me a jersey. I got you, my guy. But learn to shoot, my guy. Oh, like, I yeah, get you something. can't shoot threes. Fine. You're a power forward. Whatever. Even though you're in he's the a era point when guard. everybody. Yeah, he's a point no, guard. but he's built like a power forward, though. <laughs> yeah. When, 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 you're, when, you're, when you're in the era when everyone can shoot threes, all right, fine. You can't shoot threes. But you can't shoot free throws, my guy? Uh, he can't shoot anything. It's it's bad. Uh, I will say, I will say this though. Since you skipped me over, uh, I don't care about any of this. But Utah Jazz are undefeated so far, so put some put, uh, put some put some respect on Utah. Anyways, uh, in other sports, the World Series matchups matchup is set. The Astros and the Braves uh, hit the field tomorrow for Game One of the World Series. Um, of course, wanted to see the Dodgers make it, but hey, that's life for you. We will see uh, who comes out on top by the next time we record this uh, podcast. 
Uh, but now for our favorite, your favorite. Braves in five. Hype. Braves in five. Uh, I agree. I'll take the Braves. Um, our favorite, your I favorite. I don't support any team that's named after uh, indigenous peoples. I call them the Atlanta baseball team. Yeah, well, they're still called the Braves. Yep. So. They're still called the Braves. So. <laughs> Atlanta baseball team. <laughs> our favorite, your favorite, the hype. Hey, we reached out to you guys today. We appreciate you guys for showing us what you're hyped for. Uh, Caleb, a regular to the show, uh, regular listener, also said that he was hyped to dominate his NBA fantasy league. Uh, hey, Caleb, we appreciate you chiming in. Hopefully you can uh, take home uh, the championship for your league this year. No, I think yeah, but how them Spurs doing, Caleb? How them Spurs <laughs> doing, bro? No, nah, bro, he's with me. Valley, no. Bro. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not flip-flopping. He's, Stop he's flip-flopping. Also, no. Bro. Just because he moved to Arizona. Just because he moved to Arizona. This guy moved to Utah, too. And he was going for Donovan Mitchell. That's It's not okay. You can't keep flipping <laughs> like this. He's, you, bro. this. he's a Spurs fan, age. and the Spurs are garbage can. They're garbage. <laughs> They're doo-doo water. Just take when the Duncan retired, stick, stick Caleb moved states, my guy. Yeah, that's, how, that's how that's bad it is. That's how badly it affected him. <laughs> he was devastated. He didn't even live but in Texas, Duncan but he still left Florida. Back I, I, so staff. wait till Booker leaves uh, Phoenix. Then where's my guy going next? Who's ever hot? That's it. <laughs> uh, he'll probably go to Denver or something. He seems to like those uh, uh, Western states over there. Uh, Jesse uh, said he was hyped for the NBA season. Uh, we are too, just not right now. Uh, we'll keep our eyes out and kind of look, uh, but it's a long season. I don't yeah. really tend to watch till after All Star break. That's when I really get into watching the NBA. Um, yeah. I'm just paying attention to the Knicks. That's really it. Like I just paid. I don't even watch their games really. I just follow them. Not until it starts getting a little yeah. more interesting. Um, yeah, football's same. football's on right now, my guy. I have way yeah, more. Football's on. We got better <laughs> stuff to do. Um, but hey, now it's our time. Jake, tell the people something that you're hyped for this week. Um, I'm just hyped for just the time period that we're in right now. Um, it's getting, especially here in Florida, it's getting nice and cooler. Um, things are just clicking everywhere else. So pretty happy about that. And then fantasy again, a little more crazier now. This where it starts getting more intense. So, you know, nothing too crazy going on. Just things are clicking. So I'm pretty happy. PJ, tell the people what you're hyped for. I'm hyped for something personal. Uh, it's my mental game. Um, I feel like, you know, like I have the, I have the ability, I have the skills when it comes to disc golf to be, to be all right. I'm not, obviously I'm not great, but I feel like I got the ability to make some noise and, and, and it's my mental game, man. I fall apart. I, um, can't get over it. Um, but I did it. I did it. I took the leap, took the hurdle, shout, shout my best ever recorded round. You know, I feel like, I feel like I'm taking that next step, man. Um, also beat Fez in the playoff at his home course. So, you know, like the mental game is sticking with me, you know, so I feel, I feel good about it. We'll see what's up. We'll see if it yeah, stays. Man. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we're happy for you. At least I'll say I'm happy for you. Uh, something I'm hyped for, man, it is good to finally be playing football again. I played football last Friday. <laughs> Have not been able to stop thinking about anything else. But you don't run routes. Other than than football since. Uh, but you don't run routes. This guy. 
Uh, I got some cleats, got some gloves. I'm ready. All I can think about is just playing football. I want to play again. I want to play every single day. Shout out to the guys uh, playing uh, last Friday. It was great. Had a good turnout, 9v9. Um, under the lights, Friday night lights, had a good feeling. But it was good to be back. And uh, after over a year and a half, two maybe, since I last played, thanks to COVID. So had fun. Going to continue to play. Uh, hopefully one of these guys, both of these guys can join me one day. And, uh, but you don't run routes. Hey, PJ, get routed. Well, I know maybe he will. By, uh, so, by hey, that who? is our by show. Who? A three-yard uh, slant, my guy. Routed. You guys routed on three-yard slant. Flag football. You can take them three, baby. Going, you can take them uh, three yards, this my show guy. As PJ continues to state his case. Let me take them. I'm taking he will them try yards, to uh, clamp me up, although he won't even be able to see past my elbow. Um, Jake, we appreciate Jake, you. Say, <laughs> say it right now. Say it right now. Jake, uh, final thoughts. Final Therapy thoughts, Jake. Final thoughts. Who gets more yards? Me running the route versus Matt? Matt running the route versus me? Of course you're going to get more yards. So, you're yeah, faster than me. No, it's so over. You don't want to anything. But you don't run route. Here's my thing, though. Out of all the times that Matt's going to be on you, how many times are you actually going to get past him? Because, you know, one good shove, and you're back like 10 yards. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. You don't <laughs> – So there's a handful of times. You're gonna... Receiver... Once you get past him, that's it. Receivers get, bodied... Receivers get bodied by stronger corners all the time. You no. you take a heavy – you take a heavy oh, and a step back. You take Which a heavy corner and a step back. is an entire like foot is taller? Than the oh, Xavier Rose. Xavier Rose. He's huge. You take a hezzy and a step back, oh, and it's over. Yeah. There's no corner that's six six going against. Yeah. <laughs> no, because Xavier Rose is big. What is he like six two two hundred? Like no, not two hundred. Like six 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 two. I'm saying one eighty. Yes, you will He's get big. the. If you're gonna go off just pure yardage, you are yeah, going to he, get them because yes, once you get past easily. them, you're gonna beat them in speed. That's not a very comparable that's just common get... sense. That's easily so, common sense. But I'm gonna so tell you this. Say, so I'm don't say I'm getting routed, thing. my guy. I'm not gonna drop one thing. That's, Why? That's because false. you are a flea to me. But hey, we appreciate you guys for joining us this Wednesday on Regular Guys Podcast. <laughs> Nathan, you look like a flea too. You didn't hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Uh, as always, man, we appreciate the love coming to you guys every other uh, Wednesday. Um, as you see, we enjoy creating these for you guys. Uh, my final words before I let these guys hit you with their uh, outros, uh, just continue to support us. We appreciate it. Um, we'll look to maybe get some guys on and uh, talk about their teams and uh, maybe their thoughts as the season is approaching the halfway mark. Uh, but other than that, man, we uh, love your support, the regulars, um, each and every time we uh, come up with an episode. PJ, closing words. Yeah, um, if you haven't tried it yet, try actual Japanese ramen. Not the stuff from a bag. Uh, go to a Japanese restaurant. Get some ramen. It, it's incredible. It'll change your life. We'll see you all in two weeks. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for joining us today. Hope this gets you through your rest of the day and the rest of your week. Um, we love the feedback we constantly get from you guys. We will be dropping information on the Twitter account within the upcoming weeks. That's something we have in the works. Um, so we will explain how all of that will go and will work and what exactly we want to do with it. But hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. See you guys in two. Peace. Regular Guys Podcast.